We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. stream kind of cut off the beginning so the introductions are cut off it's frankie and siobhan uh joining me today and the topic at hand is guard so we're going to go through all the heats guards not counting uh the two-way guys since we don't really know who their two-way players are going to be yet but we're going to go through the rest of the guards and the beginning of the stream got cut off so where it's only a couple minutes you didn't miss any of the analysis but we're going to pick off where i'm basically asking frankie who he wants to talk about first so without further ado uh here's our podcast a lot to get into so uh frankie i'll let you pick where do you want to start what what guard do you want to do first and then we'll kind of go around the roster from there why not, G? We'll start it off with your best friend, your favorite, <laughs> Tyler Hero. Oh, wow. That- <laughs> <laughs> yes, Frankie. Fantastic. Motherfucker threw me for a loop. Well, yeah, I actually too. <laughs> I, well, that's actually a really, I actually think that's a, a really interesting place to start because for me, Tyler is like he can either i think a lot of their potential this season is going to depend on on him right so let's talk about him on offense and kind of his role and stuff so siobhan i think he's going to be for sure a backup right and he's just going to eat those backup minutes especially once victor oladipo is healthy in the lineup i don't really see him closing too much uh i I really do think you know i mean i know that spo likes the extra ball handling so kind of depending on how his season goes he might close some he might not what do you think he has to be this season for them to be successful? Well, okay, I'll get. So when you say a backup, do you mean at the lead guard as a one or a backup two? Because I think, yeah, like you said, he's absolutely going to, you know, not be starting. So when you say backup for who, and then I'll, I'll give you what I got. I, I mean, I think Spo just traditionally doesn't use backup like ones or twos. He just kind of has these okay. are two guards mm-hmm. or three. I am. I think, I think um, as the roster currently stands, um, 
I don't know. He's probably so uniquely positioned that they actually kind of need a little bit of both things for him, which is, uh, for me, not the um, not the the better of the outcomes, right? For me personally, I think that he serves them best when he's able to just score, when he's not having to be counted on to set tables, to to navigate pick and rolls, to make good decisions, to make quick reads and solid passes and on point, uh, you know, on point decisions. So. Uh, we saw that last season when Spo um, uh, put him on the, you know, separated he and Duncan and then brought him, you know, off the bench with Goran or whichever backup point guard was available at the time. Um, and so I think that that is kind of the role I would like to see him uh, or see them try to, you know, um, use him at. But as it stands right now, you still don't really have a backup, you know, traditional play setter, but you have a Jimmy and the Bam, you know, those are other episodes. So um, I think I'd like to see Tyler, you know, be able to just play pressure-free um, and, and just flow and just be able to, to to score the ball. They need a spacer, right? So, like, right. They, they're they a little light on shooting. I think that they yeah. went in, right, on kind of the, the top of their roster. And, I, and, like, some of the, like, Morris is not really, like, a shooter. So those other, like, periphery pieces – are not like knockdown guys. That's why I think keeping Duncan was so important. So if Tyler has another like subpar shooting season, it for me it makes it difficult for them to survive on offense because if if you ask me what is going to determine whether the Heat are contenders or not, it's going to be how good their offense is because last season they had a top 10 defense without any point of attack defense. Now they added one of the best in the league in Kyle which we'll get to later, and they kind of got rid of the two problems, the two biggest problems, I think, Dragic and Nunn. Tyler is the other of that trio, but he'll be a backup, and he'll be surrounded by better defenders. So if their offense is going to be great, their shooting has to be really good, and he's a part of Mm -hmm. that. And I think if he's more of a shooter and less of a get-to-my-spot kind of guy, I think that Mm -hmm. they'll be better for that. I don't know if that's selling him short or not, but that's kind of how I feel. Yeah, it's playing to playing to his strengths, you know, like uh, like Siobhan said, we were Spo tried to get him into that lead guard role last year and kind of like uh, had to because of the roster construction and, and uh, you know, all the COVID health and everything. But you know, we saw that he still has a lot of growth to do in that department. He's he made strides and and showed uh, a lot of potential there. Uh, but we saw for the most part that it's it's a, a long process most likely, and he would need to take a lot more lumps than this team is currently willing uh, or able to give him. Yeah. And um, so right now, like Siobhan said, I feel like the best position would just be for him to be a scorer and for you know the three stars to be the guys to look to set up the, everyone else and, and get everybody comfortable into their roles. And handle most of the playmaking, which you know we'll talk about more when we go into Lowry and and the backup one position. But um, I definitely see this team, like you said, they were top ten last year, but it was kind of fl- it was it kind was, of fraudulent. It was patchwork. I don't I don't think any of us trusted the defense for long stretches, and especially against good yeah. offenses. But oh, yeah. they have. See, I think, like, go ahead. Your point. Your point about though how Tyler scores, I do think is a kind of cool and kind of important uh, distinction, right? Um, are you looking for him to be, yeah, a penetrative, um, 
maybe floater type of getting in the teeth of a defense type of score, or should he be able to be um, reliably, reliably, you know, thought on to just knock down open looks that he's going to get, you know, at a more frequent clip than he than he probably has been. I think they might actually be a little bit better served, yeah, with him kind of doing um, a little bit more of the latter, right? Keeping it space, keeping, you know, catch and shoot opportunities um, yeah. consistent. Yeah, like Something secondary he, ball handling and stuff like that. He can, he can definitely. We've seen him handle that. We've seen him strive in that his rookie year. Uh, secondary creating off the catch, attacking closeouts, and you know we saw his best parts of last season were when he was coming off pin downs and stagger screens and 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 being able to make quick decisions that were easy for him and not have to you know attack, not have to bend the defense. You know, attack a bend yeah. defense. He's capable of doing that. He's good in motion. Like, I think when they get him moving, that's his best. And I think he's going to have a luxury this season that he didn't have last season because Dogi, Jimmy were out a ton, and that was really the extent of their ball handling. Now you add Lowry, right, who's going to be your primary handler. You have Jimmy and you have Bam a little bit. And Tyler is going to be able to be on the floor with one of those guys pretty much all the time. So that's going to take that, not to quote karate, a ball handling load off of our boy. And I think that he'll be able to pick his spots a little bit more yeah. um, economically. Uh, like, okay, I can get mm-hmm. to the, I can get to this like in and out dribble to to this pull up, you know, in the mid range, right? I, I think he's good at that. And I, you know, I think we shit on him a lot, and I think some of it's he's earned, and some of it's just fan frustration. But one of the things I think he's good at, and we don't talk enough about, is his activity on the boards. Not that he's a good rebounder, but he really yeah. gets in there and he's active and he's getting hands on balls and deflections and. That stuff's yeah. going to help them. Lowry's a good rebounder. Um, and I think yeah. if he has a little bit less of the other responsibilities, Javon, I think that he'll be able to focus on those other things, like his activity and stuff like that, yeah. which I think is just going to be good for them. Yeah, he'll be able to, uh, you know, have a little bit more concerted effort on defense, um, just have more uh, mental <laughs> space and just energy to be able to give to other places. You're right. <laughs> Tiffany that's a uh, thirdary ball handling. Uh, it's just, it's, listen, it's, it's it's a legit role for him. I was talking with uh with our buddy uh Adam uh, over at Five Reasons and he was like, "Well, who's, you know, I, I think that the Heat's success is their contendership is going to depend on Victor Oladipo, which which we can, we can get to now. It's a good transition." And I said, "I I kind of agree, but I don't agree because I actually think Tyler kind of is a better litmus test for their offense than Depot because D- hands off balls, G is on a karate streak. Because, um, you know, I think Tyler is a better shooter than, than Oladipo. Oladipo's had kind of flashes of good shooting seasons, but not like a lot of consistent ones. And I think depending on Oladipo as a shooter, Frankie might be a little bit of fool's gold coming off an injury. So I think Tyler's probably going to be a, a better litmus test for this offense than Oladipo. Oladipo's more of like this luxury, this off-the-bench, explosive, get-to-the-rim kind of guy, lets him play more three-guard lineups and stuff like that. I, that's kind of where I am with the two of them because I think that they're going to be in similar kind of bench roles this season. I like how you brought up this conversation with Adam, and then you said that's a good transition. You brought it up yourself. That wasn't a good transition. <laughs> no, because uh, I thought, yeah, that's, that's exactly. That's exactly it's okay happened. though. It's all right. Just let it uh, ride. Uh, I get what he's saying because Depot is if Depot is eighty percent of who he was, uh, that's a huge weapon off the bench, and that makes 
that brings less pressure off of Tyler, brings less pressure off the of Jimmy and and Lowry to have to do all the playmaking and scoring and uh, penetrating. That's a, that's another guy that could get to the cup, run a pick and roll, and playmake and uh, and defend. You know, now we have we have the benefit of uh, not having to have Duncan in an all defensive lineup at the end of the game. Yeah. You know, you need to stop. Uh, last year we saw. Spoh struggling to find that fifth guy all season to, to close out games. Um, I think Vic is like the X factor. I think Ty, like, but I would not depend on him. There's a reason he only got the minimum. Uh, that's like, you know, like a, a, a big bonus. You know, I, I think he will play at one point this season. Uh, he is, he is a better ball handler than hero. I do agree with that. Uh, he's a better playmaker than hero. It's just, he's older, more experienced. He's had that, that role. He's played that role. <laughs> Uh, and um i think i think depot is a big x factor but i as far as hit as far as uh this team is currently constructed i think hero is far more dependable just health health is is the biggest portion of depot's struggles here like like tiff said um vic's gonna be a test for how far they can go in the postseason i i, I agree i mean i, I think they're both gonna be important i just tyler's gonna be more of an innings eater in the regular season and i think yeah that, I think they're that their best. They're going to be able to to use both, and I think a lot of three guard lineups are going to be um, a thing for them in the playoffs. I like what you said. They they can have last kind of end of game situations where you don't have to have Duncan in, uh, so you can go like Jimmy, Bam, Lowry, um, Wing, Oladipo, yeah, right? PJ, PJ, PJ yeah, Keith. whoever. I, I I was I was like PJ insert you know in case of whoever they bring, or or you can roll that out with Duncan as yeah. well. You know, and, and you can roll kind of with that those three guards, Jimmy at the four and Bam at the depending on I mean, I think against the Nets, that's certainly like a viable option. Against against Milwaukee, yeah. that might be untenable, but against a smaller team like like the Nets or you know, teams like that, uh the Hawks, for example, I think you could get away with it a little bit. Um, I know that they have some bigger guys, but the matchups like that, I think. Um Yeah. I, I'm Siobhan. We were kind of happy about the Oladipo thing because he came so cheap. Mm-hmm. I think offensively, like he hasn't shot over 40% from three once in his career. So that's why I mean, mm-hmm. like, it, it's hard to depend on that. But I think what he brings as a downhill guy, we saw at the end, like right before he got hurt, he has that explosiveness. He might be their yeah. best transition player. Like, mm-hmm. this is kind of funny. Um, he, he, he has zip. He has speed defensively he's active he can switch i mean they they're going to be able to switch so much stuff especially like if it's like he and lowry in the backcourt at times you can switch a lot of action seems love to guard screen now and now you have two guys who can reliably switch those uh which just like neuters a lot of modern offenses right which is why so many teams do it and if like a team like the nets i think that's important because you know, you have a guy in Depot that you're comfortable pretty much switching on anybody except for Durant. And in reality, you're like, no one can guard Durant. So I think you're in pretty good shape with that. I'm curious as to how you feel like he can help them on defense because I think the offense stuff, we, we kind of already know. Well, so the offense, his offensive stuff and Tyler's offensive stuff, kind of just a little bit back to your, your last point about um, <clears throat> which one, I don't remember exactly how you phrase it, but I'm going to go with like which one you should be able to count on as the more reliable score. Again, what type of, of scoring are you using? You said Tyler being able to be a litmus test for um, where the, the roster is. I think that's that's accurate going back even to the, the first point, right? Is if, if we're relying on Tyler um, to be that downhill um, 
you know, that downhill backup, then maybe we're not in the spot where we kind of want it to be. But if Tyler is able in whatever configuration he's playing with to get those open shots, to knock them down, then we're in, you know, in good shape. And then so Frankie, um, I think, yeah, Vic is the X factor, but really, you know, it's just a matter of his health, right? I don't mm -hmm. think that there's any doubt about, you know, the talent being there, the skill set being there, the desire to be in Miami and play with them and like <laughs> want that thing to work. So, um, yeah, what he lacks, I think he more than makes up for in a myriad other areas. Um, like you said, downhill threat, um, you know, tenacious, very incredibly active defender. Um, so hopefully, yes, in whatever role Tyler's playing, he's able to catch and knock down and, and pick his, you know, attacking moments off of rotations or what have you. And then whenever Vic is ready to um, come out of his avatar globe, <laughs> um, hopefully he can give us, you know, health and the things that we saw in those four games. And I think the two of them together, you know, in backup roles or however they maneuver those pieces will be um, beautifully, uh, you know, like will look really, really good together, Have could have really good synergy. Avatar Legend of Korra discussion on Stream Beat with the three of us next time. <laughs> oh, I'm so I down. Watch, I didn't watch Legend of Korra. Oh, you need to, Siobhan. You'll love it. I My hot take is I like Cora more than Last Airbender, and I love Last Airbender a lot. But I just Cora is like my favorite character in the Avatar universe. She's I know that so I didn't good. watch Cora, but I know that that is a hot take based on just everything else that I've heard about comparisons of the two. It's a hot take. I I know. It is I don't think it's a hot. It. But I don't think I kind it's of a hot agree. take. I don't okay. think it's a hot take to say like Cora is your favorite character in like that universe because like she's popular. Like she's great. You'll love Shaman. <laughs> I think you'll love her. She's so fun. Okay. Um, right. So. I, you know, guys, like for me, I think it gets untenable at times to play Jimmy, Depot, and Bam together in crunch time because they're okay. th two non-shooters or one non-shooter and two one bad shooter and one eh, shooter, right? So I think that could get complicated for them, but I think that the yeah. versatility in their lineup, that's why I think like Tyler might close more because they like ball handling plus shooting uh, but plus defense, but Tyler doesn't bring you the defense. Right. Um, and then Depot kind of provides ball handling plus defense, but no shooting. So I, I think it kind of depends. Although if one of those guys is hot. Uh, do you not have Duncan closing? Who do you, do you I, not have? Duncan I like closing? Duncan closing, but they don't like Duncan closing. And that's been do like sports thing. Do you have Tyler? Can you pull up Tyler's fourth quarter numbers and compare them to Duncan's? Cause I, cause I know, I know what you're saying. And, and we, we seen it time and time again, since the big three uh, era, they, they would always close with Ray and Ray is a good shooter. I mean, an all-time shooter, of course, yeah. uh, but Ray can handle a little bit. So they, they would close with him over Mike Miller and Shane Battier a lot. Uh, and they still do it with Tyler over Duncan, even though yeah. like, I feel like Tyler, I don't I, just off the eye test and like faint memory of us talking about it, but Tyler wasn't didn't seem like he was that good in the fourth quarter this no. year. He didn't feel comfortable. No, he, yeah, that he wasn't in in his yeah. rookie year. And I'll try to get those numbers for you. In in his rookie year, he was, and they 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 yeah. relied on him. He had a lot of big moments in the in mm -hmm. his rookie year. Mm -hmm. I just think that they trust, like they just generally just trust dudes who like can handle the ball late. And I think that for Eric. Eric Spolstra, that's been like one of the most important things. It's mm -hmm. like, I need a guy that can handle the ball because they don't like getting stuck, in, which they get stuck in the mud anyway. Yeah. Uh, with the revolving door of dribble handoffs. Yes. But that's or just ISOs. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, the, the ISO thing is an odd problem because they don't have anybody that's good at them. Right. That's Except good for, at it. Right. The hell? Yeah. Cause <laughs> I think, like, 
and maybe this is more of like a macro conversation but i think that like people are so like out on isolation ball and i get why but I, there is a purpose and a utility for it absolutely no like, of course but but it's one of those things that if you have a nail, you know you need to hammer it down. If you have a screwdriver with that nail, you're not going to try to screw it in, right. and that's that's the heat's problem. That that's we got a bunch Spo- of screws on one nail. Exactly, and and Spo <laughs> tries to you know Spo call Spo's favorite thing is to call a timeout down down a possession and uh, and just call a timeout to call an ISO, and Jimmy's going to shoot a jumper nine yeah. times out of ten, and it's going to miss a lot because he's not a great jump shooter. And it's like tested on the baseline. Yeah, fade away. <laughs> right. pray, pray for a foul. It's it's one of those things. Like this is where Lowry's going to be a big help, and yeah. uh, we can transition there after you look up the stats. Uh, but Lowry closing, and even if they don't choose Depot, they go with Hero or Duncan. Lowry's just that can hit the jump shot, can hit the pull up, can run a pick and roll, can make the quick decisions, can hit a spot up. You know, you can run so much, like everything through Lowry besides like post-ups, really. And even then, he's he can body up some smaller guys, but he's <laughs> he's going to throw that ass back, you know? Shout out to Tiff. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tiff would have loved that. So, so For the 9-9 nine, nine and the 2,000. <laughs> in the fourth quarter, Tyler's playing about 9.7 minutes, so almost 10 oh minutes. Pretty much the, almost the that, whole time. That was another real problem I had yeah. with Spo last year. You just ride him until he's dead tired. Like, yeah, of course he's not going to close strong. Or, like, has no juice, no momentum it, no at all. No legs. He's had, he's... like, three negative plays. 40% yeah. from the field, 32% oh, from three. That sounds right. Um, yeah. One assist, you know, practically. One assist in, in nine minutes of yeah. four quarter ball. 1.4 rebounds. So that's 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 not a lot. It's not yeah. great. Right. That was last season. And, and a part of that, you know, there was, there was COVID and, and everything that, that happened. So it's, it's difficult. So now if we look at Duncan's um, you know, he didn't get as much playing time in the fourth quarter, which I, again, it's more of like an air exposure thing than an anybody thing. So, so Duncan in the fourth quarter played about almost eight minutes. So about two, eight, 7.9 minutes. So almost two minutes fewer um 35% from 3, 40% from the field. Um a similar counting stats except fewer turnovers. So I, I think that 35 from 3 is is not that bad cuz in the fourth quarter, you know, defenses tighten up and and everything yeah. gets a little harder. So um that's not too concerning. Um mm-hmm. but I get and, it. And it was one of those things too where if you're hunting for a 3 and the play's going to dunk, you only had one option with the dribble handoff. They didn't have many other shooters. No, even their even their good shooters weren't hitting shots last year. It was only Duncan, and that was mostly the second half when Duncan went supernova to get his oh, numbers super, back. Supernova. Oh man, but um, and, but yeah, and that's on a down year for him, right? So like those numbers, which are like possible, it's it's kind of a down year. Now I don't mm-hmm. I don't look as Duncan as a guard, so right. I, I'm not. We're not going to discuss Duncan today in more length, but it was just kind of in the context of Tyler. Yep. So. Um, I think I would like to move. Let's let's. You guys want to do Gabe or, or Kyle next? Let's go, Kyle. Let's go, okay. Kyle. Go so Kyle. obviously, my boy, my shining light, my knight in shining <laughs> Um, take me out, brass. The fastest cat <laughs> in Miami Dade County. Uh, the king himself, man. Kyle Lowry. Uh, I'm so like, he. I want to talk about. He's like. He's going to help their pick and roll game so much. And I think in the sense of they're just going to run more of it. 
Yeah. Um, I think last year their diet of that wasn't as high as I would have liked, but I understand that when you have a lack of ball handlers, you run more handoffs because you get guys who can't dribble, you know, moving with the ball. So that's kind of the vision behind Spo. And I think a lot of good teams like the Spurs run a shit ton of handoffs and they have a bunch of guys that could dribble. But I do think that kind of more steady high pick and roll when you simplify the reads. And I think that's going to help these younger dudes as well. It's going to help Tyler. It's going to, that would have really helped precious too. You make, he's, you know, unfortunately he's not here, but like you have these easy reads, like we're doing a high screen and roll, you know, that you're that low man is tagging in. Right. So you kind of have the, okay. When that guy comes, you know, that the help comes from here. That's a built-in dump pass, whatever, you know, this guy's going to move. The offense is easier. Miami runs a more, there's a lot of shit going on. There's a handoff and then there's a down screen and then there's a cutter going, Duncan's moving. And there's like, there's a lot of shit, right? Hockey assist, right? Huh? Hockey uh, assist. Hockey assist. Yeah, hockey assist. Exactly. Yeah. Bunch of those. If, you, if you want to uh, stay, stay past stream and I'll explain what that is. So <laughs> I think Kyle simplifies their offense a little bit because they'll still do all their other shit. But I think late game, especially their, their clutch stats were awful last season and they're in late game. Kyle's going to help them. Really good pick and roll player, 80th percentile. Read Nikias Duncan's piece. Uh, dropped on Basketball News today. That's family over there. Go go check that out. He wrote a great piece, kind of detailing Kyle on offense. Um, is is a good shooter off. Now he's not like an elite shooter. He's not like you know he's not like a CP3 level shooter or some shit. But he's a good shooter and he's a good shooter in motion and he's a good spot up shooter, right? And I think that for Miami, you want guys that can move and shoot and you want the variance, Siobhan, when. He, they're doing a dribble handoff, which is going to be their favorite play. Mm-hmm. And when he's coming off that bam handoff, and if you're in drop, you're like, I either have to, I either have to play the role plus Kyle penetrating, mm-hmm. or I got to mm-hmm. play that that trigger. And mm-hmm. I think they're just going to opt to play the role in the drive, and he's going to have a lot of triggering, which yeah. is going to be good for them. I mean, especially if he can hit. If he can't hit, that's going to be a problem. But you know, he's a historically good good to great shooter more on the good side uh to be fair to him uh to be honest i should say rather mm-hmm. so that's kind of like where i see him on offense yeah i like it um the like i said miami's offense is a lot right they have a lot going on but the complexity of their offense is um a function of them not having an iso player not having a downhill um i can take this and and um you know, create my own type of gravity straight down the the, the gut of the defense. And um, I think what you were saying about um, just variance in 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 uh, options coming off of the handoffs, coming off of staggers and, and things like that, I think will be refreshing, right? Like you said, he can come off of that handoff at the top. I was watching um, some stuff with him today. They were playing, I think they were playing Milwaukee. And um, they use Pascal in a lot of similar ways that, um, we kind of use Bam. He just brought it up, triggered right into the the handoff, and the big was playing drop. Um, and then he like stunted up late, just quick read, good ball handling. Kyle gave him, you know, like a hezzy, got him up, and was able to kick out. He could have floated. He could have done, you know, a few different things. And so I think um, the the package of high IQ. Uh, you know, good ball handling, good decision making. Um, well, yeah, just in, invigorate their pick and roll. Um, I think absolutely. And hopefully, and like you said, like being able to, you know, start on one side of the floor, um, read the the jump in the defense, reverse and still, you know, maintain a steady dribble, get back to, you know, so I think they just have um, a bit more uh, shot creation and a bit more options. I like, uh, so we kind of did this when the, when, 
the heat got Kyle, but kind of this is a look if you're watching on stream of kind of where Kyle ranks with Goron because obviously Goron leaving is not just they didn't just lose a nothing player. They lost a guy who like legitimately contributed on a nightly basis. And you can kind of see like how Kyle is in pick and roll, you know, how how Goron is in pick Kyle's, you know, an eight, a point eight seven points per possession player in pick and roll 80th percentile. It's not as high as you'd like, but it's still really good for the league. A uh, good spot up shooter, good on handoffs. 1.44 points per possession is like an elite handoff number. That's almost one and a half points every time they run a handoff. This is going to be Miami's favorite play. And to your point, and I love how my camera, every time I talk about Kyle, every my camera time. boots me up. Yeah, it's, it's insane. Uh, Got to get that USB camera fun. Uh, <laughs> in isolation, he's almost at a point per possession, which is it's really good. And that they don't yeah. have that kind of variance to their shot diet. I think it's important as we talked about as a passer bam finally has a dude who can hit him in the pocket mm-hmm. which is just like and i think duncan got better at that and mm-hmm. obviously jimmy can hit him goron just not that kind of passer for more complex reads and pick and roll he, he could do it right and a lot of it was over the top of the defense in that boston series if you remember bam was just like punishing those dudes right and he was a good lob thrower but Kyle is just better, has more in the bag as a passer, is more patient than Goran as well. He's really good at holding the dribble, waiting, seeing where the help is coming from, baiting help. And I think that's good because he's such a threat from everywhere on the floor. Go ahead. Oh, no, I would would say, yeah, I was agreeing with you. Yeah, like he's such a threat from everywhere because he has a floater and a mid-game and he's a good three-point shooter and you know he can finish and he's very strong and physical and like that's punishing. He's a threat everywhere. So when you when he turns that corner on the pick and roll and he has the big rolling, he has so many choices. And he can sometimes the choice is just to take an extra dribble and wait. And that's gonna send help from somewhere. Yep. And he's gonna be able to make that read. And in Toronto, he really hasn't played with a like a Frankie, like a good rolling big, right? Like Ibaka toward the end of his career, not really that. You know, Pascal is a roller, but not like how Bam is a roller, right? So like he hasn't really had that since the Raptors have been good. So that's like kind of exciting to see him. You know, we talk about Bam with, with Lowry. Now we talk about Lowry with Bam. That's like huge for him. So the thing uh, I, you mentioned about the shot diet and the uh, offense, um, I think Lowry, what Lowry brings is going, uh, you know, obviously best case, helping. He's healthy. Everything gels right away. But I think what he can bring is the kind of, um, dynamic offensive uh weapon that a bubble goron was and not not necessarily in the same way as uh, goron is has always been much more scorer than point guard more combo guard than than lead point guard Mm -hmm. and kyle can get buckets kyle's kyle had 17 last year and that was a down year he's he's had 20 average 20 a game before uh but kyle is much more playmaker than you than goron like you said so you know, you have the dribble handoffs and we saw how much it opened up for the rest of the offense when you can run pick and rolls, when you can do DHOs on, on the weak side. It's not your only action. It's not your uh, final action. And, and you're not running 10, 12 seconds of your offense, your shot clock trying to get a DHO for Duncan. You can flip to the ball over there, run a pick and pop with with PJ and Kyle can get you downhill. Kyle can make those advanced reads like you mentioned. 
Uh, Goran is a very safe passer. He's Ooh. not gonna. Yes. He's not. He's not trying to skip pass it, throw he's it in tra- traffic. Yeah. Mm. He's he's very Chad Pennington. If you want to throw pe- uh, football <laughs> terms Ow. there, Ow. No, he's not gonna get you many turnovers, but he's also not gonna get you many high risk, high reward throws Ooh. as well. And that was that was a problem. It was very hard. Uh, like like when he's coming off a screen, he's looking for his shot first. And then if they take that away, then he's throwing the lob or throwing the extra pass. Lowry is going to to take whatever the defense gives you. If he if the shot's there, he's taking the shot. If the skip pass is there, he's taking the skip pass. If if the lob's there, he, that's what he's doing. And you have for the first time since uh, I I would say Justice, but really since Wade um, was there, Bam has a dynamic pick and roll threat who knows when to score uh, as well and and can make that playmaking lifestyle easy for him. That's when Bam was highly efficient, just getting just dunking on everybody. I mean, he was highly efficient last year, but he, but different, completely different game. He had, uh, he's a much better finisher. He was 77% at the rim last year. And now he has a guy who's going to get him easier looks, get it, make his lifestyle completely easy uh, with his shot profile. And I mentioned this with Brian. Be- Lowry's gonna set some fucking screens for fucking Bam, please. Yes. And I Jimmy, swear to God, and, and Jimmy, Jimmy, and Jimmy, yes. And, and Jim, and they're gonna be able to really. So the the Frankie, I'm glad that you mentioned that because the fun thing about that is that teams usually guard Duncan with their small dude. Yep. Right. So they throw mm-hmm. a, a bit of a slower guy on on whoever Nun or whoever. Now that's Kyle, and Kyle is gonna be. An, they're gonna be able to put a lot of. They're gonna be able to match up hunt a lot better. Kyle's really yeah. good at that. If you remember in the Celtic Raptors series from the bubble, Kyle in those fourth quarters was like, where the fuck is Kemba Walker? Bring me that motherfucker because I'm going to bowl him over. And they were hiding him. They were putting him on yep. like OG and shit. They in the like, corner somewhere. No, no, no. You, come set. You, get here. his ass over here. It was like Jimmy against George Hill. It's like, find me this small motherfucker. We want that action, Nick. Let's go. So, so the, the bullying between a Kyle and a Jimmy type figure. Nope, you come here. Like, it's... it's Good I, luck. I Good luck. Right. And then, who, if, if you hide a dude on Duncan... That's yeah. Miami wins. Now you're putting yeah. a shitty defender in their best actions. Yep. And that, and who better for Bam to learn how to bully ball than Jimmy and Lowry? Or Lowry is all about making his teammates better, all about tr- getting his guys in, into, his, into his spots. <laughs> yes, exactly, Fez. If I don't see Duncan and, and Lowry setting screens for Bam at least once a quarter, I'm going to be I'm gonna be on Spo's ass. I'm going to be on yep. Spo's ass. Minimum one guard screen per quarter or we riot. Absolutely. Um, Duncan Duncan screening for Bam was like a, a, like two points per possession, and we ran that once a month. And now you got you got him and Lowry, and we're and if we don't run guard screens, I'm gonna be pissed. So two numbers real quick uh, as we close out the Lowry thing: forty, almost forty-two percent as a catch and shoot, three-point shooter, thirty-eight percent as a pull-up guy. Those are two areas where they lack intensely. And if you can put Kyle as a catch and shoot guy in a corner off of yep. Jimmy Butler penetration, you make Jimmy's life so much, Siobhan, he yeah. is bruised. Give that man a break. Yes. There is g- 10 guys in the paint ready to hit him. My man is tired. My yes. man's getting old. You stick a guy in the corner, that help is a little harder. You have to yeah. cheat a little bit. You got to split the difference. Uh, co- the contact's not as hard. Even if he still gets contact, you know, a little push is different than, you know, arms coming down on your arms. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you know all too well. So that's huge for me. <laughs> 
how he can help Jimmy off ball. Yeah, he, you know, he he really, really does. Um, if, if able to live up and be as advertised, he really, really does, you know, so many different things for the ease and kind of the flow of, of their office. <clears throat> Excuse me. So often last season, we saw them get bogged down and just have nothing. Um, and so, yeah, you if you if you're able to get him off the ball, um, don't forget about the soft patch at the free throw line. Yup, it was always there last season. Thank you. That's my dog. Shout out to it is there. And we either didn't have anyone that was capable of like getting there, being confident, taking the shot or just couldn't navigate, get there for whatever reason, um, flat out. And so, yeah. So so now you have Jimmy coming off and can get there. He either you're drawing that big, you're getting that dump. There are so many. Um, all of the all of the the simple reads that you're taught become much easier to try to make and, and diagnose because you have someone that people have to respect from a catch and shoot uh, perspective. You have Jimmy on the ball and you somehow manage to get Kyle off. And you have Kyle and Duncan opposite corners, bam, short corner. You know, you have so many more things that, that you can mm-hmm. do. Um, and then again, whatever Tyler fills out to be, F, you know, so... I, I, I fully agree with what you're talking about. Let's let's talk a little bit about let's be realistic, right? Because we're talking mm-hmm. about the upside of upside of of Kyle mm-hmm. Lowry. Let's be realistic, right? No player is perfect, right? Not even even LeBron has warts, right? Everybody, nobody's perfect. So I do think that if if we're gonna have a fair discussion about, and I got I got you know I love my guy, but we let's let's be fair. What we can be fair, he can mm-hmm. be trigger happy, and sometimes that costs you. I think he. Uh, suffers from too early in the shot clock type shit, which I think is fine. You know, at, at times, I think other times, you know, you don't go for the home run, my guy. So I think that's something that will frustrate he fans at times. Motherfucker. What me? Yeah, you. What you hype this guy up. Uh, he's a I, I am. He is I, a god. Now he's on the heat, and you tell us he has warts. No, I. You son of- he. I, he's a really good defender. I don't really. I, I mean, somebody asked me, well, what are his weaknesses? Right. I was having an argument in a group chat. And I'm saying everything he can do. What are his weaknesses? And I was like, that's the thing about Kyle. He really doesn't have a weakness. He's just not like, you know, if like you're, you're, um, you know, like you're building a, a character in like an RPG and you're just like investing like points into stats. Like yeah. he's not going to have any stat maxed out, but he's going to be like, right. everything's going to be like at a B or higher. Right. Yeah. Like he's going to, he has like a lot of B and B plus skills. Gotcha. And he's so not. Like in 2K. Yeah, like in two, I don't play two K, so I don't, I don't really know how that works. You want RPG? Yeah, I, just, I, went, I went what I know, man. I went what All I right. know. Um, I'm playing Fago, so that's how I'm, I'm very in RPG mode. But there we go. So they, um, he's not, he doesn't have like a discernible weakness. You can't pick on him on a switch because he's like a strong dude, right? And he can't get posted up. It's like it's, it's a special skill. He's a good shooter, not a great shooter, but a good shooter. He is a a very good pick and roll scorer, not a great one, but a very good one. He is a good isolation player, not a great one, but a, a really good one, right? So he has like all these things that this guy's like really good at. He's a really smart player. Um, I think I, I, I was, I think it was David Ramil on his podcast said, you know, they might, he, they might have an issue where you know he's not like a super fucking alpha at the end of games, which that's fair, I guess. I mean, I think when it's counted, he has been. I think if you look at Game Six in uh, in Golden State, my guy came out swinging. Um, you know, after he after he missed the buzzer beater. Remember that that he got blocked uh, mm-hmm. at the three in the corner. He took that shit personally. He came back next game, scored like 13 points in like the first like five minutes or some shit like that. Um, that's the kind of guy he is. He is he has that dog in him. He's not like 
not you know the kobe system late in games right that's not who he is right he's a mm-hmm. li- little bit more like jimmy in that sense like what's the right play but he's also you know not afraid to take shots so yeah that's kind of where they are with him he's like a jack of all trades master of none um he is an amplifier of talent like draymond green i think except he's just has no weaknesses like draymond obviously the shooting is a big thing and the like the I mean the, the Draymond thing at times. I mean, you saw in the Olympics, like guys open on a roll. <laughs> it's like, nope. Um, Kyle's <laughs> not like that, so that's good. But it's yeah. gonna be it's just exciting that they finally got a guy that's gonna I mean, he could like this is gonna sound crazy, but like he can legit finish and depending on how long he stays here and what they do, he can finish as the most successful key point guard um ever. Which is like crazy to say. Right? You think he's gonna win more championships than Mario Chalmers? Oh, of course not. I forgot about Chalmers. <laughs> I mean, Chalmers is like Don't Chalmers is positionless. Chalmers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Chalmers, I Chalmers really transcends positions. But like, I I don't think it's crazy that if when it's all said and done, like he could be like the best point guard in Heat history, right? I think right now it's like Timmy or, or Dragic, you know, kind of depending on who you ask. But mm-hmm. I think Kyle is, you know, obviously better than Dragic, and I think that he. You know, he has a Hall of Fame resume like Tim Hardaway. So it's going to be interesting to kind of see how that plays out. Um, it's always fun to talk about Kyle. Let's, uh, let's um, kind of- one, one last sentiment on Kyle before we switch over. Uh, but one thing I'm really excited about him is in transition. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked a lot of, at length about last season, the, uh, the scoring um, spells that they couldn't, you know, figure out. And they could never get consistent or even like, a splash of transition scores, transition yep. opportunities to help get some r- relief buckets, some easy, easy buckets. buckets yep. Kyle can, you know, Kyle loves to do the pull-up transition, which, it, you know, we'll see how much Spo loves that. But he can do. He's an outlet guy. He's a good rebounder, like you said. He's. Uh, I. I, I want to see him pushing the ball in transition. We. We know the Raptors play a lot more up tempo than the Heat, and Kyle is a big factor in that. And I want to see, I want to see Kyle, I want to see Jimmy, I want to see Bam, I want to see all these guys looking yeah. for hit aheads, looking to run, get easy buckets on transition. We we didn't get much more athletic. Uh, we got very, <laughs> we got old, uh, but <laughs> but I think I think we have a lot of smart players who know when to run and know when to pick their spots. And I feel like we need to do uh, a lot more of that this season. I'm interested in your thoughts, Siobhan, because uh, I know we've we've discussed this at length about their uh, transition woes. Yeah, just the please be exciting this year. Exactly. Yes. We'll have like either if, if we don't get the, the transition opportunity, period, the ones that we do get will pull back out. I still <laughs> get so pissed when Bam just walks up and has like an 18 foot radius of just nothingness. And just, we automatically are looking for the DHO. So you're absolutely right. And then that stuff that wears on you. We had COVID, we have injuries, we're getting older. You want relief and, and ease and kind of, you know, um, less of a workload where you're able to, and yeah, and create some excitement, create some, you know, some energy, some momentum. Some momentum. Yeah. Get, right. Get some, get a, a more lively kind of spirit about, you know, your offense. And one more thing about college to your point last year, um, I, and I know uh, on the locker rooms a lot, we had this conversation about like Miami not really having one guy who was good at everything, right? Um, and so, and so, you know, Kyle, while not superb at anything, right? Like you said, a lot of um, B's B, and, B plus, yeah. yeah, a lot of B's and B pluses, and that's fine because if you like, let's you know, catch and shoot three point shooting, right? Where he may be, let's say, your uh, a, a B. 
your other than Duncan, but I'm, you know, the guys that we count on as, as scores um, or your stars rather, sorry, Jimmy, I say is like a C plus at best. Right. And so, yeah. um, so you, you now have someone who, while just in a smaller package, he's stocky. Yes. His height is a thing for me, but that's just a personal bias. That, and it's um, valid. It's like a I valid. Have. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, he, he is capable at doing, you know, kind of all of the things of a complete player. So I will say this about the size because I'm glad that you brought that up because it, it is we, this is basketball. It's always right? a thing for sports. Me. Tall people are, and doesn't matter even if it's fucking tennis. Tall people are always good at sports. <laughs> it's like it it helps. He rebounds really well and can mm-hmm. guard up. And I don't know how he does it. It's the physicality. It's the strength. But that is something that he has been able to mask, like mm-hmm. largely, which oh, is just okay. like that's that's what I mean. You can't ask for more, right? Like he's not he he can guard up. I mean, he guards Jimmy, right? Like yeah. when the Raptors play the Heat, he is guarding Jimmy Butler. Um, I will say he this: inside, so- that's what that's what he does. I'm sorry to cut you off, G, but he's he- just like he's so tenacious defensively that he just hounds you head to head, and you can't dribble hit against him. And so your only thing mm-hmm. is a shot. And he's like very good at being in it's your face, fouling. Yep. Yeah. If they play, so Miami's gonna have like a lot of. But before I get to that, like Frankie, he's not like I don't. I kind of disagree with you. He's not like a super pace pusher. I think that he's like a normal pace pusher kind of guy. Like the Raptors were like middle of the league last season in pace, and he, he didn't. I just meant in comparison. To no, the, yeah, yeah. The but Dragic, Dragic in theory, <laughs> Drag, I, that's more of a of an Eric Spoelstra thing, right? Because yeah. like LeBron leaves here. Mm-hmm. Le, LeBron like typically plays slow, and for all the pace and space shit that he were like last in the league in pace those years, right? Like he's yeah. not Eric's not like a a play fast kind of guy, which is fine. I think sometimes <laughs> you, I think the Heat were like, let's pick our spots where we want to run. Yeah. And he, met, like he mentions that every training camp too, that he wants to get out and run this season. Everybody yeah. says that. Right. And yeah. they've never fucking like, they're not even like an average space team. It's Siobhan, annoying. Siobhan, how many coaches say that? Like at the, you've played for like a lot of coaches. How many coaches say that shit at the start of training camp? Yeah. Cause they do it. Cause it sounds nice. Like that is the way to juice the whole thing, but yeah, it's we're not. Gonna, we're going to score. Yeah. We're going to lock down. We're going to get the flashes. We're going to do all these things. And we're it's press. We're far easier, stuff. you know, said than done. Right. Especially you know, these guys are prideful. They take really good shape of their bodies, but like you are getting older and it's okay. You can still be the peak of, you know, your physique for your age or what have you, but you are still, you know, getting up there or whatever. So yeah, they say it all the time and it sounds nice, but it's they, LeBron himself uh, specifically seems to never actually do that. They've played fast from the Lakers, which is funny. Uh, yeah, the, well, that's play. kick aheads, right? That's not you know penetrating dribbling which is not you know what you want you want kicking heads and you the, want outlets they also like have such little shooting that the only way that their offense was functional Fair was too. we have to run right because yep. if we don't run then we're just locked in the half court which is in the year that they won their transition attack was monstrous and in the playoffs they cobbled together enough of, of a half court offense that they dominated so uh and that's i think a lot of what they're going to lean into this year with with westbrook so the other the other quick the other two thing quick things I, I keep saying one more quick thing on Kyle, but um I think that they're gonna get into sets a little quicker. Not that he's oh, a pace God. pusher, but just like he it's not uh yeah, Frankie, you're saying that because we've talked about that shit all the time. I'm fucking tired of like screaming, you're gonna get an eight second violation if you don't fucking cross half court right now. That's no, bad that. seven. It's yeah. the walk up. It's I mean now Kyle's a walker, but Kyle's like a power walker up. Right, like those other dudes are like, you know, this is this has been a problem with the Heat since Dwayne Wade fucking got drafted, though. This isn't this is a culture thing. This is a culture <laughs> problem. 
Kyle will get. I'm, I'm not saying that they're gonna like fucking trigger at 20 on the shot clock, but it's not gonna be 14. I promise right. you that. 12 and shit. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, come on. And then you get one crack at the apple, right? Or one bite at the apple. And we're small, you know, we don't offensive rebound. So there's yeah. that. You're fucked. That first somebody switches that first action and it's eight on the clock, and Tyler's like, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta dribble, I gotta. You gotta go. I gotta dance. I gotta dance. I gotta... No, man. It's just gonna. I, I hope that that's an emphasis. Now, that part of that yeah. is coaching. Part of that is players and just general ads. I don't know. That shit can get contagious. Kyle is just he'll they'll get into sets quicker. Um. Mm-hmm. So so that that's just that's just gonna be huge for them. And I think the the truly the last thing is defensively he can play the passing lanes really well. Now I don't expect them to trap a ton this year. I think the trapping was a product of none Dragic and hero right and they just didn't ha- and on olenic and they're like okay olenic's one good thing is that he's a really good big when he rotates but he can't do shit else on defense so we're just going to lean into olenic being good at that so ko go be tall and then trap and <laughs> rotate and then bail yeah. our guards out mm. um and it worked why are you saying because mm. i kind of i mean i i can see them being very switch heavy and and uh going under and stuff and not trapping as much but i would kind of like with i'd like it if they did i like i i would if like at times trap more we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I like it. Yeah, if, I would like it if they trap more uh, at times, especially because, like you said, you, they did it as a source of necessity last year to hide bad defenders and 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 to get stops that way and kind of scramble de- defensively. But this year, like you have a lot more smarter defend defenders. You're projecting Kyle and PJ are going to be the starters around uh, Jimmy Duncan and and Bam, and like those two are very high plus defenders. And they're gonna and they're like if Duncan's the worst defender on the on the court, you're you're yeah, winning there. Spot. I think if Bam's not in the screening action to trap, I think they should probably try it, right? Because I think trapping with Bam is a disservice to a defensive yes. player of the year candidate. But if Bam's on the back line, right? So if they're if they're doing like a a four one pick and roll or a four three pick or whatever, right? If if Bam is not being screened or in that action and he's he's in the back line, I would like the trap, right? And Kyle can play that passing lane really well if Kyle's not in the trap as well so like if it's duncan and jimmy right and those and jimmy's a guy that i like in a trap because mm-hmm. he's just scary <laughs> like you know what i mean mm-hmm. um and he he gets deflections and he'll make that pass hard and if kyle's playing that passing lane and he has that 
that opportunity to gamble. And even when you gamble, you know, at least I have that guy behind me and it's not ideal. Right. But I, I do mm -hmm. think that they can do some of that and get juice their transition game a little bit because they're really bad in transition last year. Yeah. So um, it's going to be fun. They have a lot of ways that they're going to play defense. And that's to me, what made the Raptors so successful in their Nick nurse period was they had so much versatility on that end. And I think Miami can replicate that now, you know, obviously Van Vliet and Ananobi and Siakam and Kawhi and, and Ibaka, that is like a fucking behemoth of a defensive unit. But mm. Miami can put together Butler, Lowry, um, Oladipo, Bam, and that is a fucking death ray of, of defense too, right? Like those yeah. guys are like all amazing in their own right. So they can do some really fun stuff um, like in terms of their defense. Why is why are we talking about Martinelli's in chat? Oh, they said Nick Dunk, Duncan has long arms. He better learn to swing those things. Um, so, yeah, I mean. He's gotten better at swinging them. If Duncan yeah, improves yeah. on defense, well, we'll talk about that when we get to wings. Uh, that leaves us with your are, boy, Siobhan, our last guy on the list. Frankie, what were you going to say before we turn? Sorry. Around? Sorry. Are we counting Jimmy as a guard or a wing? Because you no, said I count him Duncan's a wing. A wing. Okay. I count Jimmy as a wing. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, yeah, Jimmy Struess, those are, those are wings. Gotcha, gotcha. Go I don't ahead. really. So Gabe is really the last guy. All right. And, and again, I said at the top of the show, we're going to talk about the two-way guys, you know, with their own show because there's a, a, quite a bit of them, and I don't think we're going to know till later anyway. There's still a training camp, so, uh, you know, obviously, they, yeah, Garrett is really, really, really special. So, yeah, we'll, 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 when, when we have the adequate information and when we're ready, we'll talk about the the the, the G League guys and the the two-way guys later because uh, those guys are for sure going to play, given you know they're pretty much playing down a roster spot. Um, shout out to UD, I love them, stay forever. Uh, so Gabe Vincent, yeah, Gabe Vincent, that's your boy. He's getting he got a he got a real deal, not not a not 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 two way shit. They gave him a real NBA contract. Mm -hmm. I think he's earned it. I think in a season where it was Murphy's Law that everything that went wrong could go wrong, my guy was a marquee player. Uh, shout out to Moose. They put his ass on the brochures and shit because everybody was hurt. And <laughs> I, I think I Siobhan, I think. He played well to earn that contract. I am happy for him. Mm -hmm. I think that he competes at a, at a heat level, right? And I know that that sounds like propaganda, but that shit matters to them. And that they care about that kind of environment. I think he has improved in the summer. You saw with Team Nigeria, you know, the special things he was doing over there. So let's let's talk about your boy. I, I'm, I'm happy to see his role. What do you think is what do you yeah. think is gonna be? I'm happy for him. I um You know, and and Miami is able to secure someone like him because of the what they did in going to bring Kyle and his versatility in, right? You now have, um, and in my opinion, I think Gabe is a he's a solid ball handler, right? He's he's not going to get pushed around. He's not, um, you know, kind of going to get bullied. He's stocky. He's a good frame. Gabe is smart. Yes, put some respect on Gabriel Nambi. Thank you, Ravi Eight, um, and. You know, kind of the versatility of of what they can put out there in offense. You don't need Gabe. Gabe is not your, you know, um, super penetrative, getting all the way to the cup, you know, type of guard. And then and then that's why you pair him with whatever Spo, um, you know, you know, drink dreams up of. Sorry, um, but yet you get him, get you across half court, 
trigger your emotions. If you want Kyle in and, and Kyle is coming off reading pick and rolls, getting downhill, cool. If you have Gaben and you want to run some of your, you know, your more familiar, your complicated sets, your motion sets, have them get it in, start your handoff, start your, you know, what have you. And, and I became um, really enamored with him when they were playing Brooklyn last season. James Harden is a dynamic all-time great type of you know offensive weapon and gave them back down like he was in that dude's chest you know as expansive as, as that is um he was up in there he <laughs> over screens um he he wasn't getting pumped he he was there james was making incredible shots that's what he does but and you know gabe was there and he was smart um back tips and, and just all these things the the intangibles that would seem propaganda-ish if they were not also visible. Like to the eye, Gabe looks worthy of kind of, you know, it, it, if I'll say it, in my opinion, I don't really care. Um, I, I enjoy what he's done and I'm excited to see what I think he can do. Pat said, you know, he can handle the ball. He can run the offense. He can knock down and he'll fight on defense. And I do think that he will get um, significant backup PG minutes, but they'll look different than what some of the other backup guards minutes might look like. So let's, Frankie, let's talk about like Gabe's role in terms of like, is he going to be a backup point guard or not? Cause I think he makes the most sense if you're going to put like pigeonhole that role into somebody, but kind of what we said at the top, like I, Eric just, everybody makes fun of me when I call him Eric. I don't know why I do that. It's faux, but fine. I call him Eric. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think about it every time I say Eric, I sound I like Ethan. Noticed. Cause Ethan, no, yeah, I was I think you were the one that called me out on it when I did it the first time. <laughs> nah, I, maybe as a joke, but I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because media media people always call him Eric, and I, I don't know, I got used to it. Okay, whatever. But yeah, Spo, he's never been like a backup point guard type, right? Like they, like I think Bano, Bano is like really one of the few examples. Yeah, what about of Norris? Like, I was about Nor to say Norris yeah, was a backup. Norris, yeah, Norris, yeah. Nor, but yeah, Norris, Norris, and and Bano are like that's a fucking backup point guard. Yeah. And I guess a little bit with Shabazz, but that like went sideways pretty quickly. Oh man. <laughs> that's also that's also a lot a lot of that has also been roster construction where they've been yeah. trying to develop a combo guard into a, a point guard where whether it was Tyler Johnson, Rodney Magruder, I mean Chalmers it may be. too. Because Chalmers yeah. was a com a combo guard that they were like, right. Yeah, be yep. a point guard, please, because we don't have one. Dwayne, yeah, but they tried to make they did the bat opposite with Dwayne. He's like, yo, you're a point guard, and then they're like very quickly, nah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but um, with Gabe, I, I think I think he's gonna be an innings eater. He's gonna take a lot of minutes uh, this season and and just get us to the playoffs. Try to get us healthy. Um, which like Shaban did a great job breaking his game down. He showed a lot defensively, which uh, we didn't know about coming into last season. Uh, he was profiling as a high uh, volume shooter and scorer. Uh, in the G League and in college, like I, the guy would just get buckets and hit threes. And then last season, he just became a all defense and couldn't hit a shot. Um, <laughs> and he, like Shawan said, he did a good job getting us into sets, getting our actions when injuries or, or whatever be damned. Um, I, I like my my biggest concern for Gabe is just trying to find that offensive role because I feel like it, in a best case scenario. Uh, you know, Kyle and Jimmy are going to be staggered throughout and play 48 minutes, one of them on the court at all times, and whichever one's on the court is going to ha be handling most of the, the playmaking uh, with the sprinkling in Bam as well. And yeah, and we saw last year as well, we haven't talked about it, uh, you'll talk about Jimmy and the wings uh, portion, 
but Jimmy did a lot more of a DHOs last year too. And mm-hmm. he did a re- he, he excelled there. So that was another element we added to the offense. Um, my concern with Gabe isn't um, him being able to play 15 minutes or anything like that. He can, he can play 10, 15 minutes and, and be solid enough. He's not going to be, he's not going to be a hindrance on the team defensively. And uh, I think he, if you look throughout his career, his uh, uh, pro, his uh, college, his his G League season, and last season, last season is the only outlet is the outlier. And uh, granted, it's in the NBA, but right. Gabe had so many easy looks, and Gabe has shot thirty seven and above percent from three his whole career. He he profiles as a better shooter than he was last year. He just needs whether to be okay. Huh? Yeah, and that's all yeah. he does. And he, he, doesn't, all, yeah. he doesn't get difficult looks. He just has to hit open shots. That's all we yeah. need him to do. We don't need him to run the offense. Uh, Jimmy, Kyle, and, and Bam will do that. Just hit, just bring the ball up sometimes. The guard uh, point of attack so when Kyle's not in, and um, and we'll be fine. We'll be f- completely fine with him. If he if he takes a leap and and is a a, a great a, a solid two way guy, that's a huge win for Miami's development. Mike, you were saying. Oh, oh, go ahead, Shawn. One, one time, G. You were saying, Frankie, um, a lot of that was them trying to develop these two-way type of offensive players, right? Um, but you had guys that you they maybe looked like they forecasted to be um, a bit more um, loose and spry and a bit more active and dynamic as scored as scores Gabe clearly is not that type of of, of scorer, so mm-hmm. he'll be able to. Um, I at least hope or think he'll be able to, you know, focus on the point guard areas of the game. Kyle will be great for him mentorship wise, helping him read, helping him, you know, um, uh, understand, you know, the next, next plays and things. So I, I, like he's like G said, he has to be okay. And I think he will, is certainly set up to be, if not okay, then, you know, pretty good. Mm -hmm. And he's guarding Kyle in practice every day. He's going to be, he's going to get better just off that. Yeah. And it's also gonna help Kyle. You know what I mean? Like you have a dog on defense in practice. That's what I mean. Like mm-hmm. he's a you know he he puts in heat work. The the mm-hmm. thing with the thing that concerns me about Gabe is I think early in the season we're gonna see a lot of, you know, uh, Kyle plus other guy comes out and it's Gabe plus Tyler in. That's a little small, for my mm-hmm. taste in your backcourt. Yeah. I think, but it's 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 backup, so it's not. I do think that early in the season that's gonna be something that I want to look at. How do those minutes look like? And I think that's something we'll monitor on the show. How how are Gabe plus Tyler, you know, minutes looking? And how much three guard lineups do they put out? Because realistically, your playoff rotation of guards is going to be, you know, Kyle, right? I, I don't know how the Heat view Duncan, but you know, in a starting backcourt, quote unquote, we don't. I don't look at Duncan as a guard, but you know, it'll probably yeah. be like Kyle Duncan as your starters, and then you're coming with you know Tyler and Oladipo off the bench, and I think that squeezes Gabe out of a playoff rotation which is yeah. fine, but yeah. not, you know, you, you do have a lot of guards, right? So like yeah. that's going to be kind of where I see because until Depot's healthy, you know, I feel like Gabe's going to play a lot with Tyler and that might not go well. And they may need to pivot of be like, okay, well only one of these dudes can play at one time. So we could do, I, I think Tiff said uh, braids and buns, braids and buns <laughs> backcourt. Um, <laughs> You know, you could do a lot of Kyle plus Gabe, and that puts Gabe in a more natural off-ball role because if it's Gabe plus Tyler, then you're putting two guys to put on-ball reps, which is, I think, kind of counterproductive. But then that's when you go to your motion offense and not necessarily so much your pick and roll. 
But see, yeah. that's that's a lineup where if that that's something that I can that I if I'm doing that, if like that's the route they're gonna go, then mm-hmm. it's for sure Tyler, Gabe, Jimmy, Deadman plus yep. wing. That could shoot. Yep. Yeah. That's what I was gonna say. Jimmy, you put Jimmy and Deadman to combat the size there. Deadman yeah. w- or Jimmy much Bam. Or, or either Keith or whichever of the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jimmy tra- plus guy. Uh, we saw Jimmy and Deadman have a lot of chemistry. So my yeah, like, did. like I'm going if if you're saying to to for Gabe to and Tyler to come in together for Kyle and Duncan let's per se. I'm coming with with Deadman too. And give, you can play Bam there, of course, for a little bit. But I'm getting Deadman in eventually and get yeah. letting Jimmy and the the bench run some minutes together. And then you can sub Jimmy out with Kyle and 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 you run three guards or take one of these guys out and, and mix and match a little bit. Um, but the, you, you have pieces to combat all these issues. Um, my concern with Gabe isn't a, isn't Gabe's fault at all. It's the 65 games that Kyle Lowry probably plays this year for health reasons, for some injuries and back-to-backs. How, how Who's the point guard? 65. For the 65 <laughs> games that, that Lowry plays, the 15, the 17 or so games that he doesn't play. And we saw how much those those injuries affected seeding and affected and we we all agreed even though as bad and inconsistent as the team was we agreed if a couple games different a different playoff bracket the the playoffs might go a different way. That's that. where Depot comes in handy. So if you miss mm-hmm. more of those on the back end than the front end, you know you can reliably say, okay, well, yeah, we're just gonna slot that's fair. Depot into the starting yeah. guard role. Depot so dynamic that if healthy, he's not even a. Uh, He's like a, an extra luxury. Like he, he's your second best guard. Opens up so many other things. Exactly. He the adds, high end is like, yeah your second best guard. Yeah, high end is is incredible. Yeah. I I think the most interesting thing, like once we get like to March and shit, is we're gonna have conversations. Well, who's been better for them, Oladipo or Tyler? And I think that's gonna be if they're both if these discussions are close, because they're both good. I think that the Heat are going to be legit. They're going to be looking at like the championship with a bullet, right? Like they're going to have a loaded weapon um, because that's going to be a lot of fucking guard depth, a lot of yeah. guys that can do a lot of things. And you're going to have, more importantly, a lot of lineup versatility. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to see how much three guard they play out. Now that's the Eric's post for special. Now, I used to, in the big three era, I loved three guard. Because it was Dwayne Wade, Ray Allen, and another really good shooter. I've liked it a lot less when it's Dwayne Wade, Tyler Johnson, and other guy that they picked up off the street. (laughs) And then last season, yeah, Rodney Magruder. And then last season when it's like the corpse of Goran Dragic and Kendrick Nunn and Tyler Hero, right? So uh, I've there's been a lot. But now they can legitimately do some fun shit. It's like Tyler, Mm. Oladipo, and Lowry. And now we're talking and you put Jimmy at the four and and then bam, or you can put PJ and bam or whatever, whatever permutation of that lineup that they throw out there, but they're going to have options. And I think when you give a really, really good coach options and they have buy-in like Kyle's a vet, right? Like Jimmy's a vet, bam is, you know, these guys are, I don't think they're going to have Dion problems where they're not getting buy-in from guys. Yeah. Um, you know, and PJ gonna... said he was surprised by the deal, but seems to be like a buy-in dude. Oh, P- I just thought that was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> PJ, but these guys are vets that want to win. Bam's guy. That's bad. I love how everybody said Bam's my guy. Bam's my boy. Bam's my. He's everyone's boy. friend. Like, yes. damn, how does Bam know everybody? <laughs> my son. 
good for him. Bad um, for me. Bad for me. What one thing about the three guard lineups that you mentioned, G? Um is that uh the like the successful lineups that you mentioned, the the way the the Ray in included, yeah. those guys can guard multiple positions. Well Ray so, can't guard anybody, but well, yeah, was so fucking but, but good that it didn't Ray, matter. Ray, I mean Ray was big enough that he could uh he could guard a two or a three and and yeah. and you know not get bullied. Put a little least. size on these guys. Yeah, he's not he's not beating anybody in a foot race he's not guarding any fast guys what he could Allen dunked for the first time as of ever the heat i was like i did oh i was at that game that was Dave Chappelle joke i did not know he could do that (laughs) (laughs) no but it was it was the problem was is that is since the big three they've had too many one position defender guys yeah nobody could guard you know tyler they had six six four two guards that couldn't handle and and couldn't do anything but fucking uh once in a while one one be a one-trick pony you know, you had your Tyler's, your Wayne's, your Rodney's, your which, Dion's, which all Tyler. six four. Yeah, exactly. And and now they have Kyle can guard ones and twos. Depot can guard one through three. Those those three guard lineups, I can live with those. Yeah, for and sure. so you talk defensively, and same thing, Wade, Ray Allen, wherever other guard that is, those are elite offensive weapons too. So you yep. have since then you have not had the talent at the the talent in proposed depth at the, at the, you know, lead guard, the hypothetical lead guard position. Um, So yeah, defensively, they have not been able to do some of the things that they were able to do back then. And same thing offensively because they have more talent. And your bigs were Chris Bosch and historically great rolling big man in Birdman Anderson. Right. So you had like this elite roller who knew Mike him. Miller, Mike, Mike. <laughs> yeah. You had size at the wing Shane. spot, LeBron yeah. Miller, Shane guys that weren't going to get bullied around like that. Yeah. I'm excited. I mean, there, I think that some people nationally are shortchanging the heat. I understand why they feel that way. Um, I think that this team's going to be fun and exciting. I think if you look at them on paper, you're just like, well, they don't have this dynamic scorer that's going to fucking carry your ass through there. Right. They don't have a Jason Tatum or a Zach Levine or whoever the fuck you want to say, but they have a lot of really good fucking basketball players that know how to right. fucking play basketball. And they've really shored up a lot of their weaknesses. Now you can say, you know, they're a little small, which is true, but I think that their small guys play big and I think they play tough and I think they play strong. They've really shored up that stuff. These guys uh, are going to be physical. I think they're going to have a physicality that they didn't last season. Oh yeah. I know that they got older, but the old, the other old guys that they had were fucking old. Like Andre was kind of cooked, right? Mm-hmm. You know, they, some of these guards, you know, bringing back Depot healthy, that's a dynamic that you didn't have. Kyle, I've talked about that a ton. So I'm really excited. Uh, I, I'm excited. I think that they're going to be good and it's going to be fun to see. And I, uh, look, you know, last thing on the way out, you know, people talked about Rondo, potentially being here no as a backup i'm i'm out on that i just don't think adding that ingredient of uh of a wild card shooter is just gonna help them i think you have a team of guys that i like all right pat this is all you need to know i i like all these guys on the team don't get don't make me root for another dion situation Hassan. you got rid of all these guys you rondo is is a borderline hall of famer arguable whatever i don't want to get into that discussion i don't give a shit <laughs> he's a two-time champion. I don't get he's got his resume is Man. very impressive. Yada yada yada. Right. Fuck Rondo. I don't want to see him in a Miami Heat uniform. Yeah, ever. Yeah. This feels like Gabe. Reward Gabe. Yeah. Yes. This feels like a group of people that like should play well together that like 
almost belong together. So let them like throwing Rondo in, it just feels like a random kind of spice that you thought you were about to like fuck it up with, but you ended up like messing the whole dish up. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think it's intriguing. Like in, in Rondo's definitely salt. He's just, <laughs> he's just he, you put too much he's just don't gonna over, ruin yeah don't, don't, don't like nutmeg or something extra pungent <laughs> <laughs> a little, 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 yeah. little fresh nutmeg is always nice <laughs> um secret ingredient yeah so uh chat chats chats out on rondo fezbutter says yuck ace says no rondo rondo would <laughs> be yuck. disrespectful to ray for years yeah that's true yeah, and wade dude. And Dwayne, yeah. yeah. That's true because the Chicago shit got ugly. And Jimmy. Jimmy probably yeah. hates that dude. Yeah. So so why are we talking about... Yeah, I don't even... Here? It just dawned on me. I was like, Jimmy probably hates that motherfucker. As he should, King. As he, As should. he should. Heat lifer. Heat lifer for yeah. hating that dude. Tiff says raising the potato salad. <laughs> Absolutely. Just fucking it up. Um, yeah. yeah, so guys, stay tuned for that. Uh, stay tuned for uh we're going to be doing next week a couple we're going to be doing guards uh, we're going to be doing wings and big so that's going to be fun i'll try to get a fun guest on for one of those one that y'all really like and uh make sure to check out hangover time we're going to go next week as well no games but no problem we were coming with the entertainment and remember uh our award show uh name tbd uh i think we're internally discussing <laughs> yeah we've, 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 we've had internal discussions about the branding you know we're having fun here so remember to uh i think that the hashtag is hashtag mhbys uh, the mbs uh for now that's the hashtag uh to submit you know, moments of hangover time that you or, or, or heat beat or whap or whatever that you think are fun and funny. Oh, all right. We've already had a couple suggestions. People were making fun of my two, my, my too tight Jersey, my, <laughs> my 2005 Dwayne Wade Jersey. That's a good one. I yeah, I know. I was, I was relentlessly. Oh, <laughs> you know what? When, when it's not, you know, fatal to have a watch party, I may, I may wear the too tight Jersey to the watch party. I think that would be Boom. fun. There you have, go. We can have a lot of fun with that next season. I'm so excited for you guys. Uh, thanks for sticking with us this season, and we're gonna keep going. the The train don't stop. 